Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we were talking about o- Obama not supporting uh, Joe Biden, which to me seems really unusual for a president-vice president relationship because it's usually understood that the vice president of the United States, if he's interested, will probably be the nominee next time around. That's usually how it goes. Now, in 2016, he chose not to run. Um, what do you've got? What do you've had the endorsement in 2016? Probably. From Obama? Yeah, probably, right? Maybe. Because Hillary probably maybe. doesn't. I mean, maybe he would have said the same thing. Well, Hillary was my secretary of state, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, usually the VP walks into that role if you want to walk into the role. Yes. And, you know, like, what if, would Dick Cheney have had the endorsement of George W. Bush in 2008? Absolutely. Probably. He would have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We yes. know uh, we know Gore had the endorsement of Clinton, even though they didn't really like each other all that much. Right. Back in 2000. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. So it's kind of unusual. Now, you know, you might be thinking, well, uh, okay, Obama's waiting for Michelle to run. Now, I don't. I hope not. I hope that's not the case. (laughs) You hope that's not the case because she'd have a good chance of winning is at least the... I mean, that's what Bill O'Reilly said. It seems like it. O'Reilly said he thought if she jumped into the race, she'd she'd, she'd win easily, is what he said to us. Not just the Democrat nomination, but also... Beating Donald Trump. Beat him in the general election. Now, there's a lot of unknowns in that equation. Yeah. How does she perform (laughs) under that spotlight? You know, Mm -hmm. there's so much that can happen. But I think it's, it's not... With her popularity, her favorability, it's not it's not crazy to assume that she'd she was be the actually, heavy favorite. She was actually kind of toxic on the campaign trail. They took her off the campaign trail. A long she was time ago, though. Hammering America 11 years ago. Since she's done that, she's done a whole other campaign, yeah. plus a bunch of book releases and all sorts of fawning coverage. Yes. You, you can't even say, like, <clears throat> you can't say that her arms aren't beautiful. Right. You're not allowed to say that. Now, we have a, an actual supermodel living in the White, uh, White House, and, you, and no one says anything about her. But you can't mm-hmm. say that Michelle Obama, Obama's arms aren't beautiful. Oh, well, they now, are. I don't know. Are arms I mean, you'd beautiful? you'd be an absolute they're, imbecile if you didn't functional. say her arms I don't know if fantastic. arms are beautiful. They're just functional. Oh, Stu, I, I, mean, I sure can't believe work. you're saying these things. They, they do what <laughs> arms are supposed to do, I guess. I don't know. They're arms. And her fashion sense is impeccable. Is it? Uh, no. Not, not the but, supermodel that lives in the White House. Who, right. who cares no. about her fashion sense? Exactly. Yeah. It's really, it's it's bizarre is what it is. It's really unfair, too. Because and unfair. It's like one of these things where you're like, oh, well, who, you know, Jack, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. That's a beauty. Uh, Michelle Obama. That's a real beauty. Mm, it's unfair. No. She, Melania's a supermodel. Like, you can't yes. even, let's She's not even have this far. conversation. It's over, right? I mean, by far like, the most beautiful first lady there's ever been. Yeah, it's like, who's by the best high school basketball, basketball player? Well, let's compare them with LeBron James. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. It's just not fair. Mm-hmm. You know? It really isn't. It's like, you know, the whole thing with, like, the, the first lady, you know, the beautiful first lady is, like, here's this person of somewhat normal background who isn't known for her beauty and she gets into this role and you notice her beauty that's not what melania is she she is known for her beauty like, yeah she just is yeah. going to dominate this conver- this conversation every single time mm-hmm. it's just not fair it's not it's it's, it's not. not fair i mean i it's not fair and it's not close no but so, yet, Melania gets no attention for exactly. it. Exactly. No covers of magazines. Nobody even talks about her fashion sense. And did she get booed? Yes. Did she get booed? Terribly booed. Uh, at a an opioid 
prevention, like preventing opioid addiction forum thing. Right, which is, we have this video. Can we play this a little bit? Yeah, let's play this. It is my pleasure to introduce to you the First Lady of the United States of America. Listen to that. That's like, what? A little what mixed. Is, what but, is she, it's mixed, but what has she done to deserve the derision of that crowd? What has she done? Except you, for fight for to, to stop opioid addiction, which is one of her main things, right? By the way, her husband donated his entire presidential salary to that cause. Yeah. $400,000 to it. And look, Trump is no libertarian on drugs, right? Like this, right. this guy, he's, he's he's pretty restrictive when it comes yeah. to this stuff. Oh, he's he's been on this opioid bandwagon. He's he's, he's helping. Wasn't it his brother who died as yeah, from alcoholism? Alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's famously he's never really drank. into that. He's not into that. That's not what he does. Yeah. So, but he's uh, into the cause of preventing all of that. I yeah. think, As a result of what happened to his brother, exactly. And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's I think it's thing. one of the things he really feels in his core. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So it's a weird thing for her to be booed, and she's been treated. I mean, they're honestly like people are talking about all the time about how unfair people are in the media to Donald Trump, and all that's true. There's no more pure example of media bias in the entire presidency to me than the way Melania Trump is treated. She is not only is she uh, has. Everything you'd want to put her on the cover of every single magazine, right? Of course. Every month. Every month, right? If if, yeah. if 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 a Democrat got in with Melania Trump as first lady, the only person you would know existed in the world would be Melania Trump. Yes. Except it wouldn't be the last name Trump. Right. Right? Like it, it, she would get more coverage than Meghan Markle. Oh does. my god, yeah, exactly. She yeah. would be treated like Meghan Markle, she like would. A, a princess. Yes. Right. Um she gets no covers of any magazines. And and she gets treated, and she doesn't even step out politically. Nope. You know, she is uh, seemingly does not really agree with everything her husband does. There's been some slight criticism of him uh, on occasion, at least as far as certain policies go. But she's been... And really, the first lady can't criticize no, the president's should, policies. I'm not, I'm not suggesting she should, but right, what I'm saying is but, like she's not like an, but there's a no Donald reason Trump for the ideologue, other side right? to jump on her for that. It's not like she's coming out every day and being like, build that wall, build oh, that no. wall. Like She's uh-uh. not that person. She's very right. reserved. She's behind the scenes. It mm-hmm. would be an easy way for the media to give positive coverage, uh, throw a bone to the White House, positive coverage of Melania and say she's wonderful, 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 but we don't like Donald Trump. But they can't even bring themselves to put a supermodel on their magazines. <laughs> Like, that is just, like, they can't stand him so much. They do the thing they always complain mm-hmm. about. They take what they view as the sins of the husband and put them on the wife. Mm-hmm. And they don't give her uh, any positive coverage, really, at all. Right. That is, like, pure bias. There's no reason. This is one of the most famous people in the country. And she gets uh, no positive media coverage. Now, I also don't think she seeks it. Unlike Michelle Obama, who wants to be on the cover of every magazine, I don't think that's what Melania wants out of this. I, I don't. I think she, she is, she is very reserved and does not seem to want the spotlight in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, where Michelle Obama does. But you know, the, the Michelle Obama seventy three percent approval rating goes away when she becomes a candidate. We need to remember that Hillary Clinton had an eighty percent approval rating when she was in, when she was Secretary of State. It goes away fast. Mm-hmm. When you when you become as soon as a you candidate, open your mouth, yeah, when yeah. you become a candidate, and all of a sudden you're a partisan political figure, that's a totally different world, right? 
So I don't know that she would cruise to the nomination or to the presidency, but she'd be uh, she'd, she'd be, be a, a formidable candidate. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Patton Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Let's go to Roger in New York. Uh Roger, hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Patton Stu. Good morning, guys. Happy morning. Thanksgiving. You too. I think you guys are kind of missing the bigger picture about why Obama's not gonna support Biden. Mm-hmm. When when Biden was doing all this crazy this you know, illegal stuff or improper stuff with Ukraine, it was all with under the impression that Hillary was gonna come in afterwards and and be the next president. When Trump came in and won, that threw everything up in the air. If Biden is the candidate, Trump is going to latch onto this Ukraine thing like a pit bull with a rag doll. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to come out and out. And as Glenn has pointed out on all three of those amazing specials, this is much more than about Joe Biden. And it, they do not mm-hmm. want to risk exposure of that whole thing. So they cannot allow Biden to be the candidate. They just uh, this is a really interesting point because I think, you know, from Biden's perspective, it's something he should be playing up. He should be saying, look, Trump's coming after me. And he started to do this a little bit over the past few weeks saying, hey, look, I I was targeted by the president. He's afraid of me. He's calling foreign leaders to try to ruin my campaign. This is something that Biden, from a political perspective, should be playing up. It doesn't apply to, to Obama. Obama is, sees this as uh, maybe something to be exposed from his legacy. And there is something there's something to that, I think. The other part of this that is not as much discussed is the other side of this equation in Ukraine went through the same type of transition from someone who was uh, a political power player and trading back and forth between the political parties to Zelensky, who is a complete outsider, probably arguably more of an outsider in Ukraine than Trump was in America for winning the presidency. Right? Like Trump is, is hosting reality shows. He's a businessman. This guy was just a comedian. Right. And a comedian wins the, the White House equivalent. And so now both sides of the sort of establishment are unprotected. Yeah. There's no one there to run interference anymore. And I think this is an interesting point. I mean, maybe Obama doesn't want all this stuff to be exposed and doesn't want Biden to be the focus of this thing. Maybe. Yeah. I, although I think this goes back further than the Ukraine situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is an ongoing deal, but uh, that could be a big part of it. Larry in New York, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Thank you. Even mm-hmm. though you guys just uh, mentioned it, I don't know why people aren't taking Michelle Obama more seriously as a candidate in that her husband hasn't endorsed anyone yet. I don't know if he's waiting for her or not. Mm-hmm. Well, this whole field of, of clowns as candidates, and they are clowns. Yep. Uh, who else is there who has a reasonable chance to beat Donald Trump? She would bring the black vote together, the female vote together. I don't know why she doesn't get more consideration from everyone I listen to. I think only because she's said multiple times time she's not interested and she's not running i mean a lot of people say that but we are now past the point right where she she would be missing for example she would not be on the new hampshire ballot right like i think at this point you're the only person who can really do this in a way uh, that's plausible at some level is bloomberg because of how much money he has i mean look you know you're you're talking about you're pretty late to the party yeah you're you're missing you're missing early state primaries yeah now i think if you want to talk about a situation and i think this is realistic uh, um, where joe biden wins the nomination and biden uh goes to the 
the convention, does the speeches, blah, blah, blah. And then something huge breaks that shows how corrupt he is, or God forbid he has a health issue or whatever the thing is, and he has to step out of the race. What do you do? Well, uh, if he's named a VP, you could go with that person, potentially. Um, but if it's before that time, you kind of look at the, the the white knight sort of idea. Someone rides in on a horse to save the day. You don't necessarily want to pick that out of the existing field because those are people that the voters already told you they didn't want. Right? The mm-hmm. voters already said, we, well, we don't want Elizabeth Warren. You can't just put her in there. We already She came in third place, whatever the situation is. So likely you're going to come out of the field in that situation. You know, considering almost every candidate in this race is 194 years old, the possibility of, of someone dropping out unexpectedly is is higher than normal. And so you could see in that situation, we need someone who understands how to campaign, has done it before, who the, our voters like, they're all going to be excited about. What about Michelle Obama? Will she just step in and take the nomination? And we'll do, it'll be an open convention. All the delegates would vote for her. She'd get the nomination, I think, without a question, especially in that scenario, in an emergency scenario. And then you have someone riding in with a 70% approval rating that might be able to take this thing. There is a, there's a scenario there where I think she can win. At this point, I mean, I talked to, I gave you the positive view of Bloomberg earlier on the program, where there's a plausible idea because of the amount of money he can spend that he can be competitive in those Super Tuesday states and then who knows what happens. It's still a real long shot. I mean, you don't, want, you don't want to try to win a, a campaign like I this. I think for the most part, they're stuck with who they've got. And they've yeah. got nobody they love. No. They don't have anybody to love. 888-727-BECK. More in 60 seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, BillOReilly.com had a uh, pretty interesting interview uh, with somebody called... Um, was it Donald Trump? Trump? Donald Donald Trump? Yeah, I guess uh, hmm. uh, selected president of the United States after he yeah, selected, manipulated the not Russian elected. choice. Right. Uh, for Thank president. you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're doing our MSNBC <laughs> impression here. Um, so Trump was on with O'Reilly uh, on BillOReilly.com, mm. and uh, I, tell me if you if 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 people are reading into this too much. Is he th- basically throwing Rudy under the bus here, Giuliani? Because, <laughs> I mean, I do kind of feel like, end of the day, there's a good chance this were, this is where this ends. The one, like, <laughs> we have lots of people on record saying um, that this was an edict, right? That there was a quid pro quo for varying circumstances and varying ways they learned about this. And we can go over all that, and we have. But everybody basically seems to say they got word of this from Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, not from Trump, but right. from Rudy Giuliani. Yes, and here's Trump kind of putting a little. It seems to be a little bit of a dividing wall between himself and Giuliani. <laughs> this is uh, Trump with uh, Bill O'Reilly yesterday. What was Rudy Giuliani doing in Ukraine on your behalf? Well, you have to ask that to Rudy. But Rudy, I don't. I don't even know. If, I know he was going to go to Ukraine, and I think he canceled the trip. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> He's your personal lawyer. Giuliani's your personal lawyer. So you didn't direct yeah. him to go to Ukraine to do anything or put no, any heat on him? No, I didn't him? direct him, but he, 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 Wait, is what? A, he is a warrior. Rudy's a warrior. Rudy went. He possibly saw something. But you have to understand, Rudy has other people that he represents. No. Oh, my. I mean. <laughs> oh, my. He just said <laughs> he had nothing to do with Rudy Giuliani going no. to Ukraine. 
So that's, a, I mean, it's a pretty strong oh, man. separation wall. Now, remember, in the past, Giuliani has said he was there at, at the direction of Trump, um, which I don't, I don't remember Trump disagreeing with, but I don't remember him ever confirming it either. So is this going to be kind of the defense? Like, look, and as we've said a million times, I don't think this is impeachable. Uh, it's, not, it's not my view that this is an impeachable situation. That being said, the, the, the administration's job here, right, is to uh, politically mm-hmm. to protect the president at all costs. Yeah. Uh, now, you could say, I mean, a lot of people would say, well, that's not the right thing to do. But, I mean, that's what the political job to do is. I mean, do you believe that he didn't direct Rudy Giuliani to go to Ukraine? It's hard to believe. Uh, it's impossible Again, to believe. I'm going under the... Of course he sent Rudy to, to Ukraine. Right. I, I'm going under the assumption here. Mm-hmm. I view this entire thing as Donald Trump did want a quid pro quo with this money. There's a report <laughs> in the New York Times today that they're, they're saying that tr- uh, Trump... They did... When they, gave, when they released the funds to Ukraine, it mm-hmm. was after they had learned about the whistleblower report. Yes. So yes, they've been saying that for a while. Well, this was, I guess, an additional confirmation then because it was it broke today in the Times. And look, I don't. People keep saying, "Well, I I don't agree with that," and that didn't happen. I don't care if it happened. Like to me, there is a question as to whether it was for the good of the country or it was just his own political benefit. If it was his own political benefit, then he should be impeached. I don't think that's what it was, though. I think there was more to it than that. I think it was for um, the country. I think and it was I for both. I don't know why they uh, won't say that. Yeah, I, I don't know why for, they won't. I, frankly, I think it was for both. I think he liked the idea you can that do, it was Biden. You can do a quid pro quo all day long all day if long. it's the, in the good of the country. Right. Anytime and, you want. And we, we don't we, have to give them any aid. Right. Let alone $400 million. Exactly. So we all, and that's why I'm operating. I don't care about this back mm. and forth. Because I don't see it as one of these things that is a problem if it's done for the good of the country. We right. all know that it happens right. all the time. Yes. So when you look at this, though, I mean, Biden did it. You may not admitted have, to it exactly. You may not have legalistic proof that Donald Trump is on paper or on a, a recording saying, "Rudy, you got to do this. We're going to hold back the, the aid." But I think if you look at the the breadth of evidence, it's likely that this did occur, or mm-hmm. at least the impression was strongly given, because everyone, even people who opposed the quid pro quo, for for some reason was still doing it. Like, you know, Sondland <laughs> is like yeah. opposed to it, and he's still going to Ukraine and telling them, yeah, it's a quid pro quo. Well, why would he do that? If there's no, he if he doesn't, I mean, he believes that that's the directive, whether it is or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't care if it's the directive, if it's for the good of the country. And I think, like, that's the line they need to go to. Here, though, you can see a defense developing of, look, Rudy's just a renegade. He's out there doing all sorts of crazy crap. I have no idea what it is. That is, it's not the, it's not the, day, the thing you want to hear if you're Rudy Giuliani. I'll say that. It's not, it's not your favorite moment of this entire uh, escapade. It's not the thing I wanted to hear as Pat Gray. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't think that can, you know, that's not going to hold up. That, that just can't hold up. It's too easy to disprove. Triple Eight, 727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, Americans, just so stingy, uh, so pathetic. Like this, uh, you know, this billionaire Jeff Bezos. <laughs> $100 million. What's he ever done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I don't. Well, I mean, 
He shouldn't have the money he does. Shouldn't have it. Well, it's billionaires evil. shouldn't exist. They shouldn't exist. They're you, evil. You know what? Well, you get a lot mm. of good outcomes mm-hmm. when a government comes together and says a certain group of people shouldn't exist. Always ends well. Always. Uh, in every case, right? In every case. Can you think of any case where that hasn't... <laughs> I, I, you're really testing me here. I mean, I'm uh, sure there may be one. <laughs> but I mean, usually when a government comes together and say, you know what? This group of people should not... We should wipe them off the planet. Yeah. Yeah. That usually ends well. It does. It, it does. does. And I think it will with billionaires, too. Oh, I think so. When you start dragging them out of their offices and beating them to death in the street, that'll won't that be great? Oh, we'll all Just be there cheering. all billionaires. I'll tell you that. So Bezos gave $100 million to charity, and that's uh, selfish, I guess, because he has more money than that. And by the way, he's donated more money than that to charity. It just happens to be this particular donation to homelessness was $100 million. The response from people is so incredible. Like uh, this guy, a whopping 0.09% of his net worth. Thanks so much, Jeff. (laughs) Unbelievable. How much did you give? Yeah. Uh, How generous of him to donate less than what he makes in an hour. Which I don't. I don't know that he makes a. <laughs> that would be a really good hour. Million, that's a good hour. Billionaires are evil. He could end homelessness if he wanted to. No, no he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Uh, homelessness involves a lot of mental illness, and you know you can't buy you people out of their mental illness. It. No. Mm-mm. What if you? What if you spend a lot though? You still can't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You could spend a hundred trillion. There'd still be homeless people. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two hundred trillion. I don't know where you get that from. There's certainly never been any any well let's historic see. books that have discussed the fact <laughs> that there will always be poor people. Something called the Bible. Oh, I think Michael it's related Bible? to Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a Bible out there that says there will always be the poor among us. Huh. Yeah. Also, we've kind of found that out our own selves with uh, President Johnson's Great Society uh, and $23 trillion spent in the war on poverty. And still, is there homelessness? I think yeah. There's, yeah, this is there poverty? Little, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly the same amount there was percentage wise in 1965. Which is an, an embarrassing failure. It is, and we should point this out. And it's not said enough. When you come down and you're making the the Mount Rushmore of the worst presidents in U.S. history, Lyndon Johnson needs to be carved into the mountain. He's one of the four for sure. He he, he never gets. The credibility he deserves as one of the Let's crappiest go ahead and carve presidents. Him in. I'm pr- I'm doing it He's right now. He's the first one we're carving right now. <laughs> yes. You also got to carve a sculpture of FDR, Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, and Barack Obama. There's your four, I think. You think? I think so. F- FDR. Would you put FDR? I mean, FDR. I guess. I mean, because you have the the war stuff. Mm-hmm. You have all the all the government programs that kept us in the Great Depression for twelve years, rather than pulling out in a year or two, no, like everybody I, else did. I'm not arguing he's a good president, okay. but I mean, I, I'm saying is he on the <laughs> the four? Because I think you got to have Lyndon Johnson on there. Here's the guy who's put all the debt. What would you put instead Lyndon. of FDR? Because obviously Woodrow Wilson. Do you also argue with gotta Barack have, Obama? Got to have Woodrow Wilson on there. Obama. I, yeah, I mean, I, it feels like you need a contemporary. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he. Yes, I guess I put him. I'm trying to think. I mean, what about Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson, maybe. Probably he needs of his to lies be and, talked about. And uh, um, treatment of the Native Americans, Trail of Tears, all of that. Yeah, yeah. there's some. 
I mean, a good case could be made for Andrew Jackson. I mean, Taft couldn't even fit in the bathtub. Do you put him on there? <laughs> I think we might because he was a fat tub of goo. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he was he was um, overweight, right? And I've heard so that. I think that could be <laughs> could be something. I don't know if you put Taft up there, you'd need another mountain. Like you'd have to have double <laughs> double the mountain space. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like putting Jeffy yeah. up there. You <laughs> no. Couldn't, you couldn't do that. You can't do that. No. Oh, we have a, a look back at the life of William Howard Taft. All right, just roll it, I guess. The Glenn Beck Program presents Retrospective. Retrospective. On today's episode, William Howard Taft. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1857, grew up to become America's 27th president. He died in 1930. He was overweight. <laughs> this has been retrospective <laughs> of the Glenn Beck program. Limited fact So that finding. was the yeah, that was the yeah. one notable thing about him. <laughs> it really I guess is. he was overweight. overweight. Okay. It's really the only thing anyone ever says about Taft. <laughs> it is. I have no idea what his policies were. Yeah. Uh I'm sure they were, you know, wonderful for the time. Sure. But I do know he was overweight. Yeah. We do know that. I mean, if you're redoing the actual Mount Rushmore, I mean, I think we're both putting Coolidge up there, right? For sure. Coolidge is definitely going up. Absolutely. I mean, Reagan's going up. Coolidge, Reagan. Mm -hmm. For me, I got to have George Washington up there. Got to have Washington. And maybe Jefferson. I love love Thomas Jefferson. Uh, But Coolidge... Reg- oh, Lincoln. you got to have, have Lincoln, Lincoln there. Yeah, you can't. Craft. This is yeah, hard. It's hard. We've had a lot of good presidents, actually. Yeah, we have. The really terrible ones, we've had a decent amount of. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like, if you want to talk about like most ineffective presidents, right? Like, you could put Jimmy Carter on that list easily. Oh, yeah. But like, you don't think of him yeah. as like a real upending our entire s- no. system. Because right? he didn't. He was just really bad at his he, job. Yeah. yeah. Everything he did sucked. Yeah. But it wasn't like Wilson who... I mean, you know, the Wilson policies, we'd look back at now and be like, wow, those are really conservative. But he changed <laughs> the whole fabric of the country. Yeah. Right? A lot yes. of, That was one of those things where, you know, he took a country that was going down one path and jammed the whole country in reverse and went down another path. Where, like, someone mm-hmm. like Johnson just accelerated us down that path so fast. And people, because, you know, look, it came after the Kennedy thing. There was a, a feeling of... He kind of just overlooked everything at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know Johnson is responsible for you know a massive amount of our problems in this country when it comes to debt, massive is overlooked. And not to mention, the guy was a an incredible racist, racist. and a jerk mm-hmm. to almost everybody around and him. People say, "Well, he signed the he signed yeah. the bill, he signed the civil rights bill." Yeah, after opposing it for twenty years, right. yeah, he yeah. did finally because he knew he had to by oh. then. He had to. Uh, he and was the stuff he said awful. to the people around him, including uh, constantly to African Americans. I mean, the guy yeah. was a, not a good guy, absolute racist. Yeah, uh, you have to have put him in the conversation there for worst I, president of all time. He also enmeshed us much more deeply in Vietnam, mm-hmm. which was a massive, to me, mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it would be nice if we could learn from some of those mistakes now and stop getting involved in everybody else's problems. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is uh, it's it's fascinating to you that like you know, the Republicans are the warmongers. Well, this is Nixon that got us out of there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, right. Yeah, it's, it is Nixon's the guy who's right. doing diplomacy with China. 
Like, you know, yes. it, it is a weird the, the way this stuff, you know, the narratives change in such strange ways with this stuff mm-hmm. where Republicans who fought for the only people who cared about civil rights for 100 years and the whole time, the whole, the whole time. yeah, the whole time. And, mm-hmm. you know, Democrats are the ones I mean, we go back with this. I mean, you know, D'Souza said this in his book, and I, I have no reason to I, I have not found evidence to the contrary that. Every single member of the KKK was a Democrat. <laughs> All of them. That's what it was a Democrat organization. It was kind of the militant wing of yeah. the Democrat Party, in fact, when you know, in the in the in the early days of the Klan. Mm-hmm. Does he claim that there was never I mean, I don't know if he says it about like the... I mean, because there what there's probably like nineteen <clears throat> Klan members today. I don't know what they are. Right? Like what is David yeah. Duke? I mean, David Duke is run as a both a Democrat and a Republican, right? I think he has over the years. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's certainly it's possible now. I, but I, I believe that was his statement. I remember him saying it on the air. I was like, "Really? Is that true?" And he go. I mean, he went back and and, and mm. had I had a decent amount of backing on it. Uh, I haven't gone through every member's list. That's an myself, amazing, but that's an incredible thing. fact. If that's absolutely true, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. And we, you know, so we know all this, and and somehow it gets it gets twisted. Yeah, that, into Republicans are the racists. Yeah. They're the ones that hate minorities. Mm, no? Yeah. And and we're, it's interesting to see this has been one thing that has been fascinating about the Trump presidency and, and more and more recent parts of it specifically, you know, since like the Kanye West thing has gone on. Uh, there's a poll that came out from Rasmussen who, you know, look, it gives has a lot of favorable polls for the president, but says that something like 34% of African-Americans are now supporting uh, Donald Trump. Now, if that number were to be true, we could just we could just cancel the election because Trump will definitely win if that number is true. Now, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I will say I don't believe the number is that high, but I do believe it's increased. Uh, and, you know, this there is an effect. We all know there's a reason why companies pay billions of dollars every year to hire celebrities to talk about their products because it moves people. It, it makes people consider mm-hmm. things they might not have considered before. Right. If you see a new like, you know, this happens all the time with uh, you look at uh, Us Weekly. That is, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but that magazine Us Weekly and certainly a million different TMZ type websites. They put the pictures of like, here's random celebrity walking down the street. And you're like, why would anyone care what uh, what this person looks like walking down the street as they're shopping? Well, I mean, I I watch my wife read those stories and look at those pictures, and she looks at every little detail. What bag are they carrying? <laughs> what shirt, shoes are they wearing? What sunglasses do they have on? And a lot of the times that stuff's just planted, right? Like they're coming out of a specific store. There's some deal that they have going on. Mm-hmm. Celebrities do move people, and purchases is are, are not the only category for that. And so when you have a guy like Kanye West, who's making the arguments that are completely true. I don't like, I, I have no, you know, I'm not a Kanye West guy, <laughs> you know, he's, I'm not his target demo, mm-hmm. um, but he is saying things that conservatives and, you know, dozens or hundreds of conservative <clears throat> black uh, individuals have called us over the years to say these things. I'm sick of just being told this is how I vote because of the color of my skin. I am a, a, right. I'm an individual here, and Kanye just bringing that argument to the table and convincing and calling people that out as racist, as racist, 
and can and and at least opening the minds of people who don't follow politics every day you know there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. are african-american and it's like i i believe the democrats have the right vision for me for whatever reason even though i don't agree with it i but there's a lot of people just like there are in every group who have no connection to politics and issues on a daily basis they mm-hmm. watch the kardashians well now the kardashians are hanging in with donald trump and the, the other guy on the kardashians is hanging out with donald trump and he's saying, you know what? Maybe you guys should consider at least looking at a different option. We've tried all this crap for 100 years, and it's not working out all that well for us. And yeah. now we have the lowest unemployment we've ever seen for African Americans. Why don't we, I don't know, why don't we like, like, entertain this a little bit? So I do think there is a bump there uh, that is, that's real. And when that can be challenged, when it can be the counterculture way, you know, uh, it, when, when the cool thing to do is to question... The, you know, the thing everyone else is doing. That's what it used to be, right? Like when you're growing up, you see what your parents did. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You know, I want to go the other way. Everyone's saying I should do this. I want to do that. And that, for whatever reason, has not crossed over in, in, uh, the, with the Democrats and younger voters and black voters and to some level of Hispanic voters. Uh, that, if that can be overturned and people can say just giving a chance you don't have to agree but give a chance to the idea that maybe freedom's the best way for you to go maybe you having your own money is the best way for you to go maybe not going to the government for so many things is a better approach if that can get out there there's no reason that can't connect with every group it's very human you know not wanting someone in your way having an opportunity to control your own destiny is very human and i think any group would like that but it's just, it's got such a crappy brand name on it right now. Yeah. It's hard to convince others. But I, I mean, someone like Kanye West can make a dent with that audience, I think. Especially with great music like this. Whoopie dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. I mean, how do you argue with that? You, can, you can't. It's a fantastic it's brilliant. point. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We can't afford to fail. New U- UN report is forecasting potentially catastrophic warming. Stu, uh, oh my gosh! Well, I don't know again. when you're going to break down and admit this is happening. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, catastrophic three point four to three point nine degrees uh, Celsius. Oh my goodness! By twenty one hundred. <laughs> what do you have to say to that? Oh my goodness! Yeah. That's what I have to say about it. Because I don't know how much that is. There's no way to tell because it's a metric <laughs> a measurement. It's not It could true. be 600 degrees. could be a one degree. I, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. no way to tell. Mm-hmm. I wish there were. There, there, you could just easily <laughs> convert it. Uh, it. It is amazing, though, because they, their new thing is, now, look, we have to take even more drastic measures. Yes. Uh, up to, you know, the whole Paris Accord was nothing now. The Paris Agreement was is a joke. We got to go way further than that. Uh, and it's like... How can we keep falling for this nonsense? It, 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 you, if the plan they were just recommending mm-hmm. is not even close to adequate now, why would we believe them on their next plan? And not a, not even close to being abided by either by and anybody. Not, nope. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's abiding by it. China's building new coal plants all the time. It, uh, it just it's a joke. It's a joke. And you know they keep going down this same road. I don't know that anyone. I don't know that anyone is reacting to it anymore. 
I mean, I think people at this point are just throwing their hands up, just like, guys, leave me alone. Oh, I hope so. I hope you're right. 888-727-BEZK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck.